One day when I was lost, Jesus died on the cross. I know it was the blood saved me. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood saved me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died on the cross. I know it was the blood saved me. I thank him for the blood. I thank him for the blood. I thank him for the blood that saved me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died on the cross. I know it was the blood saved me. I thank him for the blood. I thank him for the blood. I thank him for the blood that saved me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died on the cross. I know it was the blood saved me. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood saved me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died on the cross. I know it was the blood that saved me. Praise ye the Lord. Generations of a New Faith Church. I know it was the blood that saved me. On this communion Sunday, praise the Lord. First, giving all honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is truly the head of my life. Thanking the Lord also for our esteemed pastor, Dr. Richard Donaldson, Jr., and our First Lady, Elder Michelle Donaldson. We praise the Lord for um, our First Lady as well. We also ask the Lord to bless um, uh, Pastor Hawks and Minister Sharifa and the rest of the generations of a new faith church leadership to all the members to all the faithful facebook followers all the faithful uh conference call followers you know again i just ask the lord to continue to bless and just cover your households as well praise the lord we're already in the the month of march amen on this communion sunday and we ought to just thank the lord just for allowing us to see the light of day this morning uh the lord just in my spirit this morning i'm just overjoyed you know, I, I, I just thank him just for allowing me to open my eyes and see that the sun is rising. And, and we ought to be thankful, church, because the activity of our limbs, the articulation of our speech is just a bonus. So we just thank the Lord this morning just for allowing us to be in his presence one more time. Amen. Amen. If any of you want to be a blessing to this ministry, you can do so in three ways. You can text GIVE to 833-642-3291. That, again, that's text GIVE to 833-642-3291. You can also cash app dollar sign generations with an S, O-R-F-C. Again, that's dollar sign generations with an S, O-R-F-C. Or you can mail your contributions to Generations of a New Faith Church, P.O. Box 11736, Baltimore, Maryland, 21206. Again, that's Generations of a New Faith Church, P.O. Box 11736, Baltimore, Maryland, 21206. Praise ye the name of the Lord. Again, this is our Communion Sunday, so we ask that if you are going to join us in Communion at the end of service today, that you prepare your elements and have them ready for when we do our Communion service. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, in preparing for the Word this morning and praying 
before the Lord, I, I begin to think about how faithful our God is to us, even when we don't deserve it ourselves. Amen. Our God is truly a commitment keeper. I say that again. Our God is truly a commitment keeper, church. When his word says that he will never leave us nor forsake us, I can bear witness that his word is truth. All that we go through, every instance in our lives that the Lord is bringing us through, is, is just his, 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 his desire and his, 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 his want and need to really allow these things to happen in an effort to bring us back to him through the salvation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. His desire is that we all be saved. With that thought in mind this morning, there is a word from the Lord. This morning I have two passages of scripture. Uh, so if you would stand with me as we go before the Lord. The uh, first text will be coming out of the book of Exodus. That's Exodus 16 verses 1 through 8. And our second uh, passage of scripture will be coming from the book of Numbers chapter 11 verses 1 through 20. Again, that's Exodus 16, verses 1 through 8. And then we're going to turn over to Numbers, the book of Numbers, chapter 11, verses 1 through 20. It's quite a bit of reading this morning, but we're going to get through it. Uh, praying for me. Hope you're praying for me as the Lord leads us in his word. So we're going to start with, again, Exodus 16, verses 1 through 8. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And the word of the Lord reads, and they journeyed from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. On the fifteenth day of the second month, they departed from the land of Egypt. Then the whole congregation of children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat, and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain quarter every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. And it shall be on the sixth day that they shall prepare what they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather. Then Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, All evening you shall, you shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, for he hears your complaints against the Lord. But what are we that you complain against us? Verse 8, also Moses said, This shall be seen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the morning, and in the morning bread to the full, for the Lord hears your complaints, which you make against him. And what are we? Your complaints are not against us, but against the Lord. Amen. We're going to turn over to the book of Numbers. We're going to look at chapter 11, and we're going to look at the first 20 verses. Still on the wilderness journey, the Lord's word reads, Now when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. For the Lord heard it, and his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. 
Then the people cried out to Moses, and when Moses prayed to the Lord, the fire was quenched. So he called the name of the place Taborah, because the fire of the Lord had burned among them. Now the mixed multitude were among them yielded to intense craving. So the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. But now our whole being is dried up. There is nothing, all except this manna, before our eyes. Now the manna was like coriander seed, and its color like the color of them. The people went about and gathered it, ground it on milestones, on excuse me, on millstones, or beat it in the mortar, cooked it in pans, and made cakes of it. And its taste was like the taste of pastry prepared with oil. And when the dew fell on the camp at night, the manna fell on it. Then Moses heard the people weeping throughout the, their families, everyone at the door of his tent. And the anger of the Lord was greatly aroused. Moses also was displeased. So Moses said to the Lord, Why have you afflicted your servant? And why have I not found favor in your sight? that you have laid the burden of all these people on me. Did I conceive all these people? Did I beget them that you should say to me, carry them in your bosom as a guardian carries a nursing child to the land which you swore to their fathers? Where am I to get meat to give to all these people? For they weep all over me saying, give us meat that we may eat. I am not able to bear all these people alone, but the burden is too heavy for me. If you treat me like this, please kill me here and now. If I have found favor in your sight and do not, let me see my wretchedness. Verse 16. So the Lord said to Moses, Gather me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be elders of the people and officers over them. Bring them to the tabernacle of meeting, that they may stand there with you. Then I will come down and talk with you there. I will take of the spirit that is up upon you and will put the same upon them and they shall bear the burden of the people with you that you may not bear it yourself alone. Then you shall say to the people, castrate yourselves tomorrow and you shall eat meat for you have wept in the hearing of the Lord saying, who will give us meat to eat? For it was well with us in Egypt. Therefore, the Lord will give you meat and you shall eat. You shall eat not one day, nor two days, nor five days, nor 10 days, nor 20 days. Verse 20, but for a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and becomes loathsome to you because you have despised the Lord who is among you and have wept before him saying, why did we ever come up out of Egypt? That is the word of the Lord this morning. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you again. We thank you for allowing us to come together for this worship experience. Father, I ask that you sit me down now. Father, speak through me. Say what you have to say to your people. Father, let everything I do this morning be done decently in order and honoring unto you. Father, we love you, we praise you, we give you all honor and glory. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. Let us all say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord this morning, church. With the time that I have this morning, I want to preach from the thought don't take God's grace for granted. Again, that's don't take God's grace 
for granted. Now, when we explore our text this morning in relation to our subject, we must evaluate the timing and intent of God doing both events. We know that both passages of scripture entail and detail the journey of the children of Israel to the promised land after being freed from bondage in Egypt. In Exodus 16, the time is recorded to be on the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt. We know that there was a great murmuring and complaining among the children of Israel at this time. Even though God had freed them from bondage and promised them a land of milk and honey, according to Exodus 16 and 3, they would say unto Moses and Aaron, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pots of meat and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Now, I remember when I, I first read this story some years ago of the complaining people of Israel, I thought, wow, God has sent Moses unto Pharaoh and demanded that he let his people go. And after all that they would witness the Lord do so that they could go free, that they would be more grateful unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. They even saw the plagues that the Lord sent toward Egypt and Pharaoh and the fact that even during these plagues that were going on, they were spared all of that torment and was free and had a promised land that was there for them that the Lord had promised them. But yet they still complain. Now, I know many of us, including myself, <laughs> would probably have sent them right back to the chains of Egypt. But because of God's grace and mercy, we see God's blessing upon the children of Israel. The Lord would rain down manna which was bread from heaven during the morning, and meat by the way of quail in the evening. Each man was to gather according to his own need, and there was no lack. As long as they were obedient to the instructions of the Lord, the word of God tells us what? That it would double. They would get a double portion, and they would have to do nothing. Church, look at the word of the Lord. Even after they complained and cursed the name of the Lord, God still provided more than they could ever ask for. They didn't even have to work for it. I mean, think about it. In the morning, bread was just raining down from heaven and an evening quail would just come up for them to be able to consume. Amen. And this first event, you know, I liken God's grace upon them uh, as like being a babe in Christ, you know, who just came to know Christ as Savior and is trying to purge themselves of the old. I, I can remember when, when, when I first really, really gave my life to Christ and, 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 and the Lord was making some changes in me and I had to purge myself of, of the things that I did of the world. And, and it wasn't an easy task, but the Lord had to reassure me and show me through what he could do for me that I was to have faith in him and his word that, that, that what we say that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And, and I think that that was the grace that he bestowed upon the children of Israel. And being in bondage so long, when, when they came out of bondage, if, if, if they were used to, like we say, you know, all the time, three hots in a cot, like if someone's in prison, they were institutionalized. So God gave them grace and favor uh, in the hopes that they would understand that everything that he was bringing them through was for their good. We've all been there. God delivers us, yet, but our sinful flesh nature tempts us to resort back to what we used to do and what we used to know. And we see, see that here in this passage of Scripture. 
in the book of Exodus, the, the children of Israel, you know, left Egypt and, and, and they were they were in the wilderness and, and they were to trust God through the word of Aaron, what, what they needed to do. Now, God allows us grace and still brings us through to establish that trust that we should have in him and, and that trust between him and ourselves. Amen. Amen. Now, when we look at the text in the book of Numbers, we see and get an understanding of how God's grace can be taken for granted. We know that this is still during the years of the wilderness of the children of Israel. This was the time when they had left the desert of Sinai on the 20th day of the second month of the second year. After being blessed by the Lord with the bread from heaven, after a year of eating it, the word says that they began getting tired of eating the, the, the manna from heaven. And, and the word of God, as we read uh, in, in the text, it said, you know, it was like pastry. So it, was, it wasn't bland. It was, you know, it, it, it was of, of good taste. But even after just a, a year, they, they got tired of eating it. And even though the Lord provided the meat in the evening, they still complained. Now, we see this ungratefulness in Numbers 11 and 5, and it says, We remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. Do you see this, church? They, they, they weren't babes anymore. This wasn't the first year this time. They, they saw what the Lord had already done, but yet they still complained and resorted back to the enslaved captive mentality. Now, unlike in the book of Exodus, when God sent a blessing to the children of Israel, the word tells us this time that their actions displeased God. Amen? Amen. Numbers 11 and 1 tells us that when the Lord heard the complaining and them taking his blessings for granted, his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some that were in the outskirts of the camp. But even though God rained that judgment down on them, church, when the people cried out to Moses, the Lord still heard their cry and would quench the fire and spare the multitude. Now, I know that many of us think that there's no way if God would provide manna from heaven by morning and meat by night without any efforts on our part, that we would in no way take God's grace for granted. But church, truth be told, we take the things of God that he blesses us for granted all the time. Even after God would show his displeasure, the children of Israel would still lust after the meat. The Lord would feed their gluttonous spirit with the meat until the word says it came out of their nostrils. Church, see, we need to understand that, that, that our God is a merciful God, but our God also is a jealous God. If, 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 if we put the things before him, you know, he'll keep his covenant with us and give us all that we stand in need of. But, but church, if, if we're asking God for something and he gives it to us and yet we're not appreciative, you know, he will, he, he, he will, he will sometimes consume us until it becomes loathsome to us. That's what the word says. So if you think about all of those things that, that you desire uh, that, uh, of the flesh and the Lord, you know, will, will, will grant you those things, we got to be careful because sometimes everything we want is not for our, our good. You know, but God will allow us to have it so that we can see the error of our ways and turn back to him. Because that is the, the mission of God. That is that is what God's work is, is, is set out to do, is to turn us back to him through the experiences that he brings us through. Amen? Amen. But church, even though the children of Israel took the grace of God for granted, the Lord would honor his covenant 
and still offer provision to his chosen people. Like I said before, even as children of God, today we still take things for granted. We live in the flesh and our flesh is inherently selfish. I don't, many don't want to hear that, but our flesh is inherently selfish. You know, we, we want to please the things that, that, that appeal to flesh. Romans 8 and 5 lets us know that. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the spirit are the things that they desire. Amen? So that's why even when God blesses us, we ought to give thanks and reverence unto him. Amen? When we take our minds off of the things of the spirit, we forget that everything we have and do is all because of the grace and favor of the Lord. Amen? It's not of our own doing at all. I remember, I can remember when, when, when I was about to get my driver's license as a young man, and, and, and I was excited. And my father said, told me that, he said, he said, well, when you get your license, I'll make sure you have a car to drive. So I, I was excited, and, and, and I began to, to, we didn't have the, the, the internet back then, so I, I began to look in magazines and, 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 and find the car that, that I, I, I would tell my father that he was going to buy me. I was excited. This new car that I could, you know, put a system in and, and, and cruise through the neighborhood and everybody would see me. So when I got my license and I called him, I said, Dad, I'm ready to go buy that car. And he said, son, I'm going to give you my car. Amen. Praise the Lord. And, and church, immediately, just like the children of Israel, uh, you know, I, I, I became completely disappointed and heartbroken. Because it was a 1986 Oldsmobile Delta 88. And I said to myself, how am I going to cruise through the hood in that? Amen. It wasn't anything wrong with the car, but at, at that time, I thought it was considered an old man car. And, amen. So, so, so at that point, you know, my, my, my ungrateful spirit began to, be, began to, to come off. And, and, and my dad would understand that, you know, when he thought I would be grateful and, 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 and he thought that, you know, it would be a blessing to give me his car. Amen. You know, I wouldn't have to pay him anything for it. You know, I didn't have to work for it. He said he would give it to me. Praise the Lord. Just as though God rained down manna from heaven, my father was going to give me a car. So, so when I, I, I said, Dad, but can you, can, what about buying me a new car? He said, well, listen, you got two choices. You can, you can come down here and get this car and be grateful that the Lord has, has, has blessed you with it. Or, or I'm going to sell it because somebody is already ready to buy it. Amen. Amen. So at that point, I had to make a decision. Either it was to go down there and get the Oldsmobile Delta 88 or continue to ride on the bus, going to school, going to college at that time in the dead of winter when it was really cold. So needless to say, amen, I repented, you know, for my selfish nature, went down there and got the car and, and, and hooked it up to, to be all that I needed to be, amen. And as I think about that, you know, I, I, I think about even my children to this day, amen. You know, when all of them got their license, they, they got a car. Amen. They didn't have to ask for it. Amen. And, and, and truth be told, I don't even think any of my children ever rode on public transportation. If so, maybe they did two or three times. I, I'm getting a, getting a funny look right now. Maybe two or three times. But I don't think they ever got on the subway or the light rail. Amen. Uh, you know, so, so, so they, they, they have cars. Now, it may not have been the car, praise the Lord. But just like I had my Delta 88 just to get me from two and there, they did have a car, praise the Lord. Amen. And, and, and even still in that, 
you know, I have to teach them how to not take the grace of the Lord for granted that they do have a car. Like, you're not just supposed to jump in the car, start it up, and just drive for 50,000 miles and never get an oil change, amen? You're not supposed to just jump in the car and, and drive and never look and, and check and see if the tires need air in them, amen? Amen. If God blesses us with things, we ought not take his grace for granted, amen? We ought to take care of those things that God blesses us with and be good stewards of, amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We got to teach this new generation, amen? That God's grace is truly sufficient. Amen. Amen. Now we often say that God's grace is truly sufficient. And that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And then we take that same grace of the Lord for granted. Amen. How many times have the Lord made a way out of no way for us, church? Amen. How, how many times have he told us to go right and we go left and it blew up in our face? And then we say, Lord, I'm sorry, I, I didn't listen. And by the grace of God, our Father, he delivered us out of that situation. Amen. Now, church, when the Lord may have blessed us with some money, and we know that we should have got caught up on bills, but what? We wanted to treat ourselves or reward ourselves. Those bills never got paid. But even though we weren't good stewards over the blessing that the Lord had gave us, he still made a way. Church, that is God's grace. Amen. Even when we don't deserve it. What about that job we complain about going to? But but when they say that you're no longer needed, your services are no longer needed anymore, then what? We call on the name of the Lord. Amen? Even with our health, church, think about it. We, when we go get our annual checkup and, and they say maybe your, 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 your A1C is high or your blood pressure is a little high and you need to go on a diet, you need to lose a couple pounds and 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 and, and if, if 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 we if we don't adhere to what's going on, we could have problems. But just think about the grace that God has given us that we, you know, if we had high, you know, uh, sugar intake and, and, and our A1C was high, we didn't have a stroke. And, and if our blood pressure was high and, and, and we didn't we didn't get the grace of God, we would have had a heart attack. Praise the Lord. So we ought to be thankful for the grace of the Lord. But even though God extends us grace, we have to learn from it, church. Amen. Because how long before the grace of God runs out? That is the question. How long do we continue to take God's grace for granted before that grace runs out? We can't keep abusing the grace and keep expecting to be bailed out. Amen. Amen. Now, church, before we take communion this morning, I want to share four points on why we shouldn't take the grace of God for granted. Amen. Amen. The first point on why we shouldn't take God's grace for granted is because taking God's grace for granted can cost you time. Say that again. Taking God's grace for granted can cost you time. You may be saying, what do you mean, Pastor? I'm going to tell you. The journey to the promised land for the children of Israel should only have taken 11 days. But because of the children of Israel's disobedience and taking God's grace for granted, by murmuring and complaining, it took 40 years. Think about that, church. A journey that should have taken 11 days took 40 years. Church, we can be delivered by God, but still lust and thirst after the desires of our flesh. If some of the promises of God have not manifested in our lives and we are still on that wilderness journey, it may be because we have taken God's grace for granted and have delayed our blessing. Amen. 
But church, just like God allows the children of Israel to repent and he to deliver them out of that, he can do that for us. Amen. So what we have to do is evaluate and see why. Why are we still on the wilderness journey when God said that we should have this or God said that we will be at a, a, a better place right now? Amen. We need to see and evaluate if we are truly delaying our blessing by taking the grace of our Lord for granted. Amen. Likewise, church, it can cost us time because the Lord can call us home early. Amen. If the word of God tells us that he consumes some of the some of his chosen people, the children of Israel, what would make us think that if we keep taking his grace for granted, that he wouldn't call us home to glory earlier than we're supposed to be? Amen. Now, I know many don't want to hear that. Amen. But church, it, it, is, it is true. God is not going to allow us to keep after he keeps delivering us over and over and over and over again. I know that the word says what? That he, he pardons us from past, present, and future sins. But taking him for granted is sinning among God. So God is not going to continue to give us that grace and not, and not hold us accountable for it. Amen? Church, my second point on why we should, shouldn't take God's grace for granted is because when we do, we become unappreciative and fall privy to the sins of the flesh. Amen? Yeah. The children of Israel weren't satisfied or grateful that the Lord had provided them with food without them having to give an effort. They didn't worship God always in spirit and truth. They cursed God because they weren't having their flesh satisfied. People of God, if we don't stay in the spirit, we too will revert back to what we know and did before we came to Christ. We see it all the time. Amen. If we don't stay in the things of God and we mix with those who are outside of the will of God, we too, just like the murmuring children of Israel, we will be consumed by the masses. Moses was consumed by the masses so much to the point where he asked God to take his life. Church, if the word is in us and God knows that we are his, he is not going to allow us to rest if we're not being faithful unto him. Just as if he told them, if they do what I tell them specifically to do, not only will I provide them the necessities of life, I will give them a double portion. Amen. And this is what God is saying to us. We need to stay in the spirit in everything that we do. Because church, even though he brought us out, it is still in our remembrance of where we once were. Praise the Lord. And if we go back, it's, it's not a surety that we'll make it back to where God has brought us from. Amen? Amen. God heard the children of Israel just like he hears us, church. But it's up to us to listen and take the grace of God and learn from those things. So much so, church, that if we continue to complain, we too will be just like those children of Israel, wandering on a wandering in the wilderness way after the time that the Lord has promised us something. Amen? Church, we have to get to the point where we understand that the grace of the Lord, you know, it's not just something that we take advantage of or abuse. The grace of the Lord is to show us how how faithful he is to us so that we can be more trusting and faithful to, unto him. Amen? Yeah. Now, church, the third point on why we should take 
shouldn't take God's grace for granted is because when we do, we have to endure God's chastening. Amen. Even though the Lord extended his grace toward us, that grace is not a substitute for poor choices. Amen. I'll say that again. Even though the Lord extends his grace towards us, that grace is not a substitute for poor choices. Though the Lord kept his covenant with the children of Israel, they had to face their consequences. Amen. Colossians 3 and 6 tells us what? For it is because of these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. We can't continue to play with the favor that God gives us. The chastening of a God helps us to learn and grow. Even though it's for our good, it doesn't always feel good. Amen? Church, we have to realize and understand that God's chastening is, is to get our attention. So if, if, if we're in a situation and we know we're taking God's grace for granted and he's chastening us by keeping us in the situation longer than he intends, we ought to learn and understand that God is just wanting us to hear him clearly, live by the spirit and, 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 and do his will. Amen. Now, church, my final point on why we shouldn't take God's grace for granted is because when we, the church, the people of God, take God's grace for granted, the kingdom suffers. Amen? Yeah. As members of the body of Christ, we have to use our spiritual gifts to honor the grace that the Lord bestows upon us. We see this in 1 Peter 4 and 10. It says, as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Church, God wants us to use our spiritual gifts to further the kingdom. That's winning souls to Christ. That's, 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 that's helping those who come to Christ develop a relationship with the Lord. And we can't do that if, if our spirits are not right. Amen? Amen. So we have to, 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 to stay in God's word. We have to keep our spirits in tune to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Before we take communion, I want to leave you with this thought. We often hear people say that favor ain't fair. Amen. This is true. But church, favor isn't free either. It comes with a price. And that price is obedience. We know that according to God's word, that what? Obedience is better than sacrifice. The children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years on a trip that should have took 11 days. And many didn't get to experience all that God had in store for them. Many didn't experience the promised land, not even Moses, amen. We must remember that according to Ephesians 2 and 8, that for by grace we have been saved through faith and that not of ourselves. And that grace is a gift from God, amen. Now church, it's, it's not just the fact that we ought to think about what God does, the, 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 the little things for us, church. What, what about the, the big things? What, what, what about what Christ did on the cross for us? You know, I, I was having a Bible study last week, and, 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 and me and the gentleman, we, we looked at what God, what Christ did for us. You know, how he, how he was beaten in the praetorium with cat and nine tails, amen. How he was, a, a, thorn of, a, a, a crown of thorns was placed upon his head and pierced the skull, amen. And even then, when he could have, you know, called on the cast of angels to come down and destroy everybody, he bared it all for us. So anytime that we go against the will of God, knowing that 
you know, we can repent and he will, he will forgive us. We need to think about what Christ did for us. Amen. And, and church, whatever situation that the Lord has delivered us from, whatever Egypt that he has delivered us from, we ought not to take that grace for granted. And it's because of this grace, when God looks down upon us, he doesn't see us, church. He sees our suitable substitute, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And truly, Christ's grace is truly sufficient. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. That, that is the word of the Lord this morning, church. And, and I just want to say that, you know, God, God is an awesome God. We spoke on that this morning. He allowed us to, to, to wake up this morning. He allowed us to see the light of day. He gave us activity of our limbs. And just the mere fact that we open our eyes every morning, and many of us do, but if not, we ought to give him some praise just for waking us up in the morning. And when we, when we step out of bed, even though we have some aches and pains, we still ought to give him praise that we're able to use our limbs. Amen? Because some, some can't. When we step into the car and turn it on when the temperature is 20 degrees outside, we ought to be thankful and give God glory for the grace he bestows upon us to, for us to be able to even have a car. Because there are many that you drive by on your way to work that are on the bus stop, bundled up. So we ought not take God's grace for granted. Because when we do, we're showing God that all that he is doing for us, that we're not appreciative of. And church, just because he gave his only begotten son, so that whoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life, just because of that mere fact alone, we should give God all the praise, all the honor, and the glory, and never take his blessings for granted. Amen. As we prepare for communion this morning, let us break bread together. On our knees. Jeremiah, if you will hand me that black book, please. Let us break bread together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, oh Lord, have mercy on me. Let us drink the cup together on our knees. Let us drink the cup together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, oh Lord, have mercy on me. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, whose shed blood and resurrection makes possible our salvation and redemption. We thank you for the gospel of grace that is preached to us, the fellowship of the saints in heaven and on earth. We thank you and your church, the power of the Holy Spirit, who makes us worthy to partake from your table. Amen. Church, the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, break, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you, do in remembrance of me. Take, break, and eat. 
After the same manner, also he took the cup when he supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as ye drink it often in remembrance of me. Take Praise the Lord as we close with the benediction. Now the God of peace that brought us again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in the sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Church, um, just a few announcements. We will be having discipleship class today at 2 o'clock, and also immediately following the discipleship class, we will have our board meeting. So praise the Lord. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. Shalom. Go in peace.